everybody, Miss Susan here, back again this week with another podcast from God's Word. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to spend with me. I absolutely love learning all that I can learn out of God's Word. To be honest with you, it's better than taking medicine when you're sick. I find myself a lot of times getting so busy that I don't spend as much time as I should in His Word. But when I do, oh my goodness, it's like all the cares of this world grow strangely dim in the light of His glorious, His glory and grace. And so that's the time that I look forward to and then getting to be able to share it with you guys that are listening to the podcast. I just want to thank you. I know that everybody's busy, and it just means a lot that you spend time with me. And last week I mentioned about us studying about Elizabeth after studying about Mary, and this is the Christmas season, and these are uh, Christmas verses, and so I just could not get over how beautiful the story of Elizabeth was. We could learn so much from Elizabeth and the way she handled herself, as we have learned with Mary and how she handled herself. So if you want to turn your Bibles over to Luke chapter 1, we'll start in verse 5 and go through there. And let me see if I can find it, because we're talking about in the days of Herod, which was the king of Judah. And again, I want to go back and remind you that this is 400 years of silence that is being broken with the light of the glorious gospel, the birth of his son. So it's the Old Testament era transforming into the New Testament era. And so the darkness is soon to be overcome by the light of the world, which was Jesus. And that's just a beautiful thought. All this darkness, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is born, who is the light of the world. And so Elizabeth, she is a lesser-known character, of course, than Mary. And she's only spoke of in Luke chapter 1. And so the the number one thing that I was going to remind you of is that it is in the days of Herod, the king of Judah. Now, we remember the Herod. He was a cruel king, cruel. He was appointed by Rome, and a lot of people said he was mentally unstable. I believe he was demon-possessed. I mean, the reason why I say that is because he had 10 wives, and he executed one of them. And then when his sons plotted to poison him, he arranged to have them all put to death. So this man was pretty wicked, evil, just just terrible. And this is the king also that ordered all the baby boys to be put to death to protect his throne. So these were years of fear and evil that we're talking about. Uh, Politics had become corrupt. Religion had become corrupt. 400 years of silence. I'm sure a lot of people were probably uh, doubting uh, that God was still there. Or was there even a God? Or had he forgotten them? All of these things in times of darkness, we all sometimes question, God, have you forgotten me? Have you forsaken me? And and those voices start talking to us in, in those dark times. 
And for this great announcement, God chose some of his choice and faithful servants to be used in miraculous ways. Elizabeth and her husband were part of this story. They were faithful remnants that still believed and was obedient to God. Zacharias means God has remembered. So 400 years, God hasn't spoken, and I'm sure many thought God had forgotten him. His parents named him Zacharias by faith. Remember what it meant? God has remembered. So Aaron was the first high priest that we remember back in the Old Testament, and Elizabeth had come from this lineage. So they were both righteous before God, the book of Luke says. Their walk was a godly walk. Both of them were righteous, godly. And Elizabeth had her own relationship with God. She wasn't riding on her husband's coattail because he was a priest. She also had a personal relationship with the Lord. And they had a desire to love and serve God together. And I don't know of a more beautiful marriage than when a husband and wife both have heart's desires to serve Jesus. They had no child, and they were both old. And there's a few times it says that in this chapter. But in in verse 13, it tells us that they had prayed for a child. And, but they were past childbearing years. Remember God said in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. But they were not able. And this brought reproach on people in these days. This had to be a very hard situation for them to bear. And, and I can only imagine that. I, I, I had three beautiful girls, and, and I could just think about being pregnant, and I was pregnant. And so I I can't relate to being barren, but I know I've talked to women through the years that has carried that, and it's a very hard thing to carry for them not to be able to have a baby in their arms. And, you know, even in my older years, we adopted a child, and we named him Samuel, meaning a gift from the Lord. So I was blessed not only to to bear three children, God blessed me with Cody through adoption. This, this couple was righteous, even in these dark days of not hearing from God. They never stopped serving Him. And this is a reminder to all of us, even when we walk in obedience to God, we can still experience hard times in our lives. She was walking blameless. Yet she was barren, but she stayed faithful to her God even because even though she was barren, she still stayed faithful. She didn't get angry and give up and quit serving him. She stayed faithful. And you can be righteous and and walk in his ways and still have hard situations come into your life and knock you for a flip. I'm sure people talked about her being barren and what she had done for God to bless her with a child. Why was God not blessing her? What had she done that God wouldn't give them a child? Oh, you know how people talk. 
You know how people's always got an opinion, and she probably heard it because she talked about that later in this story, called it a, a reproach. And so Zacharias, he was chosen, and this was once in a lifetime thing that she, he was chosen to execute the priest office. And so you can see how God was ordering the details for all of this to happen and for all it to come in just a perfect way. And he was in the details. And because outside, the Bible said while he was inside ordering, you know, doing his priestly duty, uh, there was a bunch of people outside the temple. And it was very likely that Elizabeth was in that multitude. And also, Anna and Simeon, they were probably in that multitude as well. These two were waiting on the Messiah to be born, and they were still faithful even through these dark days of not hearing the voice of God. And in that temple, while Zacharias was performing his duties as the priest, Gabriel appeared to him and told him the first thing he said was, Fear not, your prayer has been heard, and your wife will bear thee a son, and you'll call his name John. He'll be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb, and many will turn to the Lord. What a wonderful thing to be told. And it happened. Elizabeth became with child. And for five months, Elizabeth hid herself. And her words were, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. I love it again. I think I said it last week. To know that he looks on us. You remember that song, that old hymn, His eye is on the sparrow, and I know that he watches me. If he watches a sparrow, we know he watches us. I remember how the sparrow meant so much to me when I was in Bible college back when I was in my 20s at Tabernacle. And there was a time we didn't have mon- money and we didn't have food. <laughs> and, and I was standing out on the deck of, of our old house and a sparrow came and landed on that deck. And I just stood there and just cried. And I said, Lord, you brought that sparrow to remind me that I am of more value than a sparrow. Yet you take care of that little sparrow. You're going to take care of me. And I feel like, you know, that's funny that this week God reminded me of the sparrow and how he used that sparrow in my life back in my 20s and how he's using the sparrow again in my life. But I'm sure Elizabeth stood there and thought, he looked on me. He thought of me, and he took away my reproach among men. And you know, I looked up in the 1828 dictionary what reproach meant. It means shame, scorn, disgrace, abusive reflections. That's pretty sad that she went through all of this all her life as an elderly lady. 
she had reproach for being barren. I can only imagine all she pondered during those five months she was hid away. I'm sure she was overwhelmed with joy and gladness because Gabriel said they would be. Thanksgiving and worship, I'm sure, took place many times through those months for this elderly mother. She knew this was a miracle for her. And to comprehend that her son would have the spirit of Elias, whose calling would be to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Well, that's a lot to take in. It probably took five months for that to take in. Her husband wasn't able to speak through the entire pregnancy. So that had to be hard and interesting as well. There was three verses, verse 7, verse 18, and verse 36 in Luke chapter 1. And she glorified God that he did this with two old people. It talked about being stricken in age, being older. And she was blessed from barren to blessed. God kindled a fire with two dry sticks. I think that's pretty sweet. This story should remind all of us that God's timing is perfect. And all the years they waited, his answer came at the perfect time. He's always on time. He's never late, even though we think he is. Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Being available no matter when and how, even when his plan and timing is so different than what we expected it to be. You know, Gabriel tells Mary that Elizabeth was with child and that she was six months when she got there. And Gabriel even called Elizabeth barren. So Elizabeth was known for being barren. Mary sees that God has done this impossible thing with Elizabeth and he can do it for her as well. And Mary went with haste to Judah and salute Elizabeth. And the baby John leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and said to Mary with a loud voice, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence this is to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me, I want to stop right there. I'm almost done. But I want to remind you, as I did last week, that God chooses the humble. And Elizabeth is showing with her words her humility. She said, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She was humbled that Mary, the young virgin girl, would come to her. And visit her. And then she goes on to say, For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my wound for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. These two precious ladies, one young, one old, were both called to be a part of God's plan of breaking the silence, the 400 years of silence. You know, I'm 61 years old now. I'll be 62 in August. And Titus chapter 2 tells us that we should teach 
the younger women. You know, Elizabeth shared her heart with Mary and encouraged her as the Son of God grew in her womb and the forerunner and the forerunner of Jesus was growing in Elizabeth's womb. You know, this story should challenge us to be ready no matter what, no matter when. When God calls us to do something, no matter how young or old we are, whether we're a teenager or whether we're elderly, we should be ready. And what an honor it is for the Lord to call us to do anything for Him, even suffer for Him. We should rejoice in it, no matter what the call is. Because, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And He will call on us if we stay faithful in His Word and stay humble, just humble servants of God. I'll close now, and I just want to thank you again for spending time with me. I love sharing God's Word with you, and I'm just so grateful that we have Him as our Father, especially in these gloriously dark days. You know, He says if we love Him and we'll keep His commandments. So if if you were blessed today by the podcast, you know, just uh, maybe share it with somebody or... And pray for me, please, I beg you to pray for me, that God will continue to help me bring these podcasts to you. And I just want to say that, you know, each week I try to encourage us and challenge us to be very a part of the very small remnant. You know, I keep, as I go through the days, watching the news and hearing the news and watching how this world has changed so much in these last few years. I'm looking up, expecting Jesus to come any day and take us home. But until he does, I want to be found faithful. I want to stay humble. I want to be his unworthy servant, that he'll use me in these days. And I pray that he uses you as well. And let's be very, a part of the very small remnant. So thanks again for joining me. I just want you to know that I love each one of you, and I appreciate you more than I can express in words. So until next week, I hope you continue to have a great time getting ready for the holidays and being with your families next week for Christmas. And again, just keep praying for one another and keep being kind one to another in these days. Love you. Love you.